All right, Mr. Batscheider, how are you today? I'm good. Mr. Prince, how 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 is your day so far? I know already that you um, are making new experiences in the kitchen. Tell us more about this. <laughs> yeah, but that is probably the least interesting thing on my mind right now. <laughs> I made some soup, but what I really want to talk about is the fact that we just dropped this cool new video yesterday and... Right now, today, what we're trying, uh, like people who are listening to this on the regular release time on Thursdays don't maybe have missed this, but today we're trying our very first live episode in a sense. So for people who follow us on Instagram, they can see, or on Twitter, they're going to see when we uh, open up the Clubhouse app and allow people to sit in and listen to these conversations uh, as they happen, like before they're even edited or cleaned up or anything. So... That's pretty exciting. Just raw. Just really raw, man. Yeah, this is a, a first try. Um, and hi to the, to, the, to the three guys listening already. Great that you are here. We just try to, to dip our toes in to these new waters. And we know that it's... Um, uh, might not be the, the the best thing for everybody since Clubhouse is still this kind of gated community, but I am pretty sure that they will open it up at some point, and maybe then this could evolve to a cool kind of interactive so, live so show. So tell me, tell me a bit more about what Clubhouse actually is, because when you say like gated community, what do you mean? Like, what's the thing about it? The thing about it is like right now you can only use it if you are an iOS user and mm. if you get an invite, just like I sent you an invite. So you can't just download it and, and create a profile. Someone, oh, you have to be invited. Yes, sir. Oh, okay. Why do you think they do it this way? Good marketing move. Mm. Like they started invite you to the clubhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Invite you to the clubhouse. That's, that <laughs> makes for a good claim. That's basically the idea. That's also a problem um, as I see it because um, what's the best way to, to speak spread the word about your new app, like sending invites to people who already reach a big audience, which are mostly influencers. <laughs> so people that have plenty to say, but um, <laughs> not that much behind that. I hope um, we will uh, make that better. Yeah. And for those <laughs> listening, I just want to uh, apologize if some of the, th you know, getting started on this for the first time is a little rocky. I just got a message from one of our listeners saying that the, the microphone that I'm speaking into for them sounds a bit like a dirty phone call. And that makes mm. sense because the only way that I'm doing this right now is with like an earbud in to the app, speaking into the phone uh, microphone. And then, of course, for those listening to this on the podcast, normally I'm using a professional microphone. So it's definitely two different qualities. And I'm going to try and make that cleaner for the next one as we as we progress and, and do the best we can with it. So if, if it works out okay, I hope you can stick with us. And if it doesn't work that well, it starts to annoy you, we will understand. We got to figure things out as we go along. Yes, sir. And I mean, obviously, if um, if the guys listening have something to say, uh, raise your hand. And But I would say also raise your hand if there are any issues, if you can't hear us clearly or any yeah type of issues like that. But yeah. then after after we now we spent three minutes 
talking about this <laughs> well you know it's new, new. Wild ep- no it's a fresh <laughs> it's a fresh thing we want to set it up but um that, that, that would be the perfect meta episode like streaming <laughs> an episode on clubhouse and only talking about what it's like to stream a podcast episode on clubhouse <laughs> Whoa! <man. laughs> oh i love it um Podception. Podception. Uh, oh that's what we should you know what i'm gonna, I'm gonna write that down <laughs> that's the name of today's episode Podception. um but man more importantly more importantly the first thing i really want to say first off just before we jump into the my favorite topic of of the episode um i do want to say for those uh who have just listened to the show for the first time um, if you listen to us on iTunes, you can, you can go on there, you can give us a rating or a review or a comment and things like that really help new people find our show uh, a lot more than you would think. It's really surprising. It's really, really helpful. It helps boost awareness to the show so much for some reason on iTunes when you give it some sort of, uh, review or stars or comment or something. So if you like the show, please go on there and do that for us. And otherwise, if you want to support the show financially, we do have a Patreon account, patreon.com slash jordanprince, where you can help fund sort of new ventures like this where me and Mo, it's, uh, me and Mo are going to try and, um, you know, we're going to try and dip into video podcasting soon. We're trying live shows like this. We want to make it a more immersive and more fun show every time that we meet. So if, if the funding comes in, that gives us more opportunities to try new and exciting things. So just want to get that out at the front. And what I really want to talk about is man yesterday february 2nd we just released a brand new video and i gotta tell you man does it feel good yeah man does it feel good really good so first off for um people who have not seen this yet this is basically you performing one of the songs from your new album that is not released yet right i want to talk about that because i think that is something um regarding like releasing this um album for the first time with a label etc um right that might be a topic but yeah it is a new song and it is you with an acoustic guitar in in a big church in munich and a big choir which That's might right. if you watch it you might get um <laughs> corona anxiety <laughs> but actually this has been recorded That's a long true. long while ago i mean almost two years yeah, I mean, and that really, that specifically connects to this label topic that you want to touch on in a little bit. That's the whole reason. The label is the only reason that there was such a big delay. But basically, yeah, back in 2019, I believe summer 2019, we met in the St. Lucas Cathedral right on the river in Munich. And basically, I met this choir through another artist. So that's the one you, you, you always see when you hang out at, at Isar. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's a beautiful church. The inside is really, really great. And they do, um, there's this Isai Inselfest, mm-hmm. and they do it right, there's a stage right on the steps of that church. And I think in 2016 or something, I did like an open mic at that festival right on the steps. So it's really cool to to kind of bring it full circle. But I really, really enjoyed this. And the way that I met the choir was that there's another artist in Munich another musician, his name is Xavier Darcy. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people know him. He's he's pretty talented. He gets around a lot. And we used to do a lot of shows together. I, I was doing some support shows for him. We were touring together a little bit. And a few years ago, um, he was doing a huge sort of end of the tour concert at the Ampere 
uh, mm-hmm. venue in, in Munich. And he, for the big finale song, it's, I forgot what it's called. It's, it's a really great song. It's, I think it's on his um, most recent record. It's something, something with Babylon in the title. It's a very epic, biblical sounding title. And he had a, this, this choir that I sang with uh, at the concert for the live show. And it was really powerful. He, you know, he, he himself has a very huge, um, bombastic stage presence and his voice is so dynamic and, you know, love it or hate it. He's a great performer and he, he gets the job done in a good way. And I think bringing the choir in really just put the cherry on top of that whole tour. So I fell in love with that. I thought that was such a cool idea. And then, you know, I, artists kind of steal and 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 copy other ideas that they see and i thought you know i want to do something with that choir that's awesome so this is the same choir it's the same choir give or take a few people yeah maybe some people weren't there but um and what's funny is the leader the choir director of uh of this choir called lost and found is my friend kilian who Mm -hmm. he's also an artist in munich called lian is his band name l-i-a-n-n he sings in German uh, these really poetic, sort of witty folk songs, and uh, he's a really nice guy. So I contacted him um, a little while after I saw them in concert and said, "Hey, you know, I have a, I'm, I'm planning for a new album. Maybe this was 2018." I said, "Man, I'm planning a new album. Um, I have a new song. I really want to do like a nice, cool video with the choir." And then it took a few months of planning and prepping. We met in their rehearsal space in Munich, also near that church, really not far from that, like a short walk, and practiced in this um, sort of auditorium room together uh, for a few weeks in a row. We met, we we did the song maybe five or ten times, and then they would do their own stuff, and I would come back the next week and do it again. And then we had to schedule the the date and find the right location. I hired this really, really talented cinematographer, and his name is Joel, I think, Hade, H-E-Y-D, Hyde, Hade, um, which is my father's name, Joel, Joel, so that was cool, and man, he was just so helpful and supportive and engaged with the idea, and so easygoing, great ideas, um, really intuitive and quick thinking, and he sees a lot of beauty. I think the video would not be really what it is at all without his vision. He really had the whole concept pretty pretty much from the beginning once we had the location booked and the church was really easy going about it um they even helped promote the video on instagram which i never saw a church using instagram before that's kind of cool <laughs> <laughs> and is it a catholic church i believe so it must be it must be Bavaria. yeah that's what i think and uh, saint lucas or Zank, like Zank? Protestants were never allowed to, thing? To, like, to build huge churches in Bavaria. Yeah, <laughs> they wouldn't be allowed to do it. <laughs> it's actually Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> and performing there released all my thetans. Uh, um, but now nah, I'm pretty sure it's Catholic. And yeah, they were really cool about it. And we shot it all. Um, we did four takes, three or four takes in one day on a, like a sun, like a, some summer afternoon. And yeah. That was basically it. And then I sat on it for a while. And actually, one of our listeners, uh, Tim Hecking, who, uh, for those who listen to the show a lot, know I've mentioned him a lot. And basically, he's my go-to music guy. He's mine and most friend for years. And 
I work with him on everything from Parade to 12 Songs to the Deer Jump to the new album, everything. So if I can, I always work with him. And the track uh, was completed uh, live, but there were some issues with it. I wasn't totally sure what was up with the track. Some of the things weren't perfectly matching. And of course, I sent it to the master. I sent it to Tim and he cleaned it up in a really tasteful way. It doesn't sound tweaked or affected at all. And it's just really, really, really subtle little moments here that he fixed. And only if you were were with him in the studio as he did it, would you notice that there was anything changed on it. But everything but sounds then, great. But regarding that, since we do this kind of interactive uh, thing and Tim is here, because I would, maybe in the middle too, I would be super interested to, uh, or in um, hearing his take on the outcome of this video, because I wondered about a few little things regarding, I know the the mastered song that will be on the on on the album i i know the 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 harmonies you thought of and we we also practiced them in our in our trio for this for this song daily bread yes exactly and um so it could be probably um fun to to hear a take of tim on of on how um yeah what he thinks on uh, of of the outcome of this of this live performance yeah, Tim, Tim would if you, you would if you've got time and would be interested to talk, um, would you would you be interested in doing that? I, oh, he raises his hand. Okay, so Mo, I need to take out my headphone and put the phone to the mic, right? Yes. All right, one second, Tim. Can you talk, Tim? Hello. There we go. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So, what was your what was your question again, Mo? Like, how would you want to? What would you want to ask him? Like I'm, I'm interested in um, what what do you think of the the outcome of this interpretation or this live performance of the this song regarding you being the mastermind be, uh, behind the the version that will will be on the album. Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't use the word mastermind because, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I had nothing to do with the with the recording and everything. So it was it was all nicely done, you know. So um, I was I was super happy with that. There was just like just a little the 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 only issue we had, of course, because it was like all recorded live and in a church, and. Um, like for my feeling, the um, over uh, the 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 performance, like it, to go coming to the end, there was just like the choir being out of tune, just a little tiny bit. So I I tried to I tried to um, compensate that just a little bit. Um, just put some basic auto tune over it. That was. That was well, not not out of tune, but like very very punctual, very um, just very a very slight change of 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 tune there, because of course you know they're all like in in a in a in a church and like a choir singing against like a guitar and whatsoever, so you can't blame any anybody for that. And of course, like we're talking we're talking sense here, of course you know, so. It was just a matter of sense. So, like, for me to feel good with with the master, like, for my feeling, I just had to pitch it up towards the end just a little bit. Hey, Tim, 
Tim, just for those who who don't understand um, a lot of music lingo, could you just explain what scents are? A scent, like you can, like there are the semitones and, and tones, like like uh, eight eight like twelve semitones per octave, right? And so you can divide like every semitone, every tone, like into hundred steps. So that would be scents, right? So. Uh, talking of scents, like uh, semitones would be like fifty cents apart. I hope I'm saying that right. Yeah, I think that's. I think that sounds right. <laughs> yeah. So it's like fifty cents uh, a top of a tone and fifty cents below a tone is like, you know, the range of scents. Right. Right. Uh, and um, yeah, we're talking just a few cents here off. And and you added a little chorus to the guitar as well, right? Yes. So what, what what happened there? And you, if if you if you listen carefully, it sounds just like a little chorusy on the on the guitar. Um, it was just that level that I thought I could, you know, like it, you know, like um, trying to trying to balance it out between tuning the choir and like keeping it like sort of natural not not doing any harm to it so you can recognize a little chorus on the guitar towards the end which i don't think like spoils spoils the guitar too much it just sounds like a little chorusy guitar which one could of course you know do one could place a little chorus on the guitar just uh as a lot of people do just to give it a little a little shine a little you know, right. just a little wide, a little sparkle, a little sparkle. So that was, that was the, the, my little challenge with this, but uh, all in all, I just didn't, I just tried not to spoil the vibe, uh, you know, because it's always like it's awesome to have so many people sing and the choir is always something special to have on a, on, on such an acoustic um, you know, recording. So that was, I don't know, something special. Um, and just since I have you for a minute, Tim, I, w- I think it'd be really cool to ask what your feeling was, you know, cause I haven't, I haven't had the chance yet to put you on the show and, and talk to you about, you know, your feeling of being, you know, 60, 60% of the reason why the new album exists and, or 70%. <laughs> and, oh and basically, you know, I, I'm pretty, I'm really proud of this new album and I, I talk about it a lot because I'm so kind of impressed that just you and me made everything except for the harmonies that Cosma added. Yeah. Um, and she's important too, but I, I just, you know, all of the instrumentation and all of the arrangement and all of the mixing and stuff that was all, I mean, that was mostly you, but just us sitting together in this, in the studio together. And, you know, would, I would love to hear a bit more like, what was your impression of of working on uh, this record in this way as opposed to the 12 songs album where we had this huge team of people and you know thinking about how daily bread will sound on the album and you know some insight from your perspective as the producer well um i don't know uh, do we have do we have the time <laughs> <laughs> we have all the time in the we world have all the time. <laughs> you know i love like talking about production but like I'll, I'll try to keep it you know just a little a little shorter maybe. well just 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 to just a reference you can talk as long as you want to but maybe 
maybe before if it gets but we too can technical, mute you whenever we want to right <laughs> <laughs> we can mute you yeah but if it gets if it gets too technical maybe just try and explain the things that are too technical because someone like my mom maybe is listening and doesn't know what you know semitones are or something you know <laughs> That's cool. I will try to to keep uh, to leave out all the technical stuff because yeah, I don't know. I don't. I'll just keep it maybe human. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it's a very. It, it was for me. It, it was like a very human experience, like both ways. Uh, like regarding uh, the twelve songs for twelve friends was of course a very human uh, experience because of like all the humans like <laughs> being in the same spot in the same room and making the, mu- the making the magic happen all of the humans and then avi <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, what, yeah, you know, what, who you thought, what, what was his name? Um, and the other thing, um, about like the new record, um, this is, uh, well, I, I don't know, it's, it's sort of a completely different approach because, um, it's more like, you know, two people like diving deep into some more specific sounds and even more specific um vibes right and um i don't know i i love i just i just love like both ways of producing like having lots of people there and bringing their their minds their hearts into it and just making you know the magic happen and i love like diving deep with somebody you know i can really relate to musically or or even not you know just just getting new input you know yeah because i can remember like you having very specific um thoughts about sounds about snare drums about you know like how dry they should be (laughs) that was something you know i hadn't I hadn't really um, produced yet, you know, in that extent, so so to say. And that was just a very, yeah, I could, one, one could actually argue it's, it's a lot like diving, like cave diving, you know, <laughs> you never know what's waiting down there. It may be, maybe it's frightening a little bit, but, you know, all in all, it's just pure, pure magic and pure um i don't know like beauty oh i love i love that description like cave diving is such a good description of what that felt like to explore all these crazy textures and sounds when we were making this new album yes that's such a good description I i don't know i i think i think i just was just yesterday that i was thinking back about the times where we were like we both were like sitting here and like diving really deep and I just thought, man, it's been it's been so long since I've, you know, I've 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 dived like deep with somebody like really like musically, musically or, or um yeah, well, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> are actually into caves. <laughs> actually, yeah. <laughs> of course I as as I am a studio owner and I, I uh I, I dive every day, you know, more maybe more shallower than the other times, but <laughs> but of course it's like always I somehow I presume like you always can dive deeper with somebody like at your side. 
I don't know, maybe just just to pull you deeper somewhere or somewhere you haven't been yet or something. So um, it's always like more intense. Yeah. Uh, if there's someone like accompanying you and sharing like the same dive somehow. And do you have um, a song in mind from the new album that you would say was one, maybe the most challenging or, or another one, maybe your, your favorite to, to, to work on? Um, funny enough, um, like from time to time, lots of songs come to my mind, just like flashes. But the one I always think of is, uh, take the trash out. Oh yeah. This one's, uh, the title's been changed to how I go down, but that was the original, that was the original working title was take the trash out title. And, um, I don't know because this, this somehow created just such, uh, such a crazy, um, picture in my mind that just burnt, burnt into, into my mind, into my, you know, when I'm, when I'm thinking of your new CD, this, this, just this picture comes to my mind of this, you know, this picture we painted with this song. Yeah. There's, there's so much crazy stuff in there. And I, you know, I just can't wait to to uh to have the song come out somehow <laughs> it's like this uh like psychedelic desert right but 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 since since it's not released yet could you could you describe this this crazy picture you guys have drawn at least <laughs> i would actually like be uh, i would uh, i would be curious what what jordan's uh picture is if it like differs a lot of mine but <laughs> i would be very curious For that song, yeah. Oh, for how I go down, I I compl I see a psychedelic desert, like an acid trip in the Sahara. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. you know, especially when this kid. I mean, people don't know this song yet, but there's a really amazing guitar solo uh, about three quarters of the way in that Tim uh, created, and it tells this. You know, it just tells this story, and it's really reminiscent of like '70s classic rock, but it also has this modern touch and. You know, the whole song is about trying to avoid like an actual representation of death that's coming for you and you you know it's there and you just can't quite escape it. And at the very end of the song, the whole mood changes because you're accepting it and you say, I can't fight it. I must accept it. And like, just take me. It's okay. You know, and so the this chasing for the first three quarters is so aggressive and it feels like you're kind of falling through these matrix tunnels and you're in this desert with the... And we have this bird effect, like this vulture circling over your head. And um, that was a really fun one to work on. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so the, the, the picture I could relate to most is actually, if there are like gamers uh, among your listeners, maybe this will be like very, you know, like fitting. I don't know. But Fallout, the game Fallout 3 or what, whatever number it has, but this is... Um, for me, it's it's kind of spot on, kind of Fallout meet, meets Last of Us or something. <laughs> oh, that's cool! I hadn't thought about it that way before. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's it's up to the listeners anyway to decide. So that's just that's just my picture. <laughs> I think I think my favorite thing about my favorite thing about working on this album in general with you was that we weren't afraid to to make a song 
from beginning to end, you know, do the whole scratch demo thing with a guitar or two, some drums, lay down a couple vocals and just feel out the vibe. And then, and then instead of normally saying, okay, this is what it is, let's make the best we can out of it. We weren't afraid this time to, I mean, literally hit delete and delete half of the song or more of the song. You remember like there's two songs that I'm so proud of. It's my two, probably my two favorite on the album because of how much work we put into it and how much we changed it from the original idea. And that was one of them, which I've shown a few friends, um, which is called From the Lake, which uh, if Moritz Benda is listening, that's his favorite. And and it's also my favorite. And the other one is Over Me. And, you know, and these two songs started off so completely different. And honestly, they were kind of boring. They just didn't have any soul. They were just basic guitar ideas. And they, they were kind of short songs. And maybe there was some decent lyrics, but just not much to go off of. And then I remember listening to them, the first demos that we made on playback. And they just stuck out to me as they were just missing something. And I... We just had to completely, and we went back in the studio and we hit delete and deleted the work and then started again. And now over me is this huge orchestral overture with like, it's this big John Williams, Sufjan Stevens, Andrew Bird, you know, mystical journey, you know? And then the other one, I don't even know how to describe from the lake. It starts kind of folky and then it has these reverse effects and then it goes into this lap steel guitar it's it's crazy how much we how much we changed it and it works you know yeah yeah that was that was actually that was a very very uh, strong um uh, i feel feel very strong um uh, well uh, how should i say not not emotions but this this was like a very even for me, like learning a lot about where song songs can go, you know, um, in my job, you know, it's, it's, it's most, most of the time it's like, you know, uh, getting a beat together, uh, getting some chords going, like building it up and building it, you know, and, and uh, uh, ripping it down again, like one minute and 30. And that's, almost it you know like Mm -hmm. get to the point and get get off it again you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) something like that so and just diving back into this world like um building something that can go like anywhere was was kind of a a a relief for me you know it's not you don't have to bring it up you don't have to like um you know like build it and build it and then you know like the the climax and then you bring it down again to the end and that's the song you know right you can just build it and it can go anywhere from there and that was kind of a wholesome experience (laughs) definitely definitely it was i think it was a lot of it was a lot of learning for me to see what you know you were capable of doing and and hopefully in, in a sense it was also like you said, some learning for you to to think about where structures can how they how the rules can be bent in a sense, you know. Yeah, yeah. that's so cool. Um, Mo, did you have any more questions for Tim before we put him back in the audience? Um, I'm not sure. Maybe not now. Maybe later. Okay, Tim, if you're gonna hang around for a bit, we might ask you something later. But if you have to go, then uh, obviously there's no stress. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Our pleasure, buddy. Okay, I'm gonna put the headphone back in. Thanks a lot, Tim. Soon. All right, perfect. So, a lot of a lot of uh, 
deep diving regarding the production of your new album, which but I that was um, exciting to hear from him. Dude, I mean, we I, never I had always, him on before. I love that. I always love when we um, get that deep, and I mean, um, regarding this, we still should um, think about getting um, Tim for a for a whole episode, kind of a regular recording. Well, you know, he can, as far as I know, he can zoom from his studio and he's got a great mic set up in there. We would have a great recording if he wanted to do it from there. So yes, maybe sir. if we will get Tim on a proper episode sometime, maybe, you know what? I think it might more sense to uh, bring him in for a full episode when the album is releasing this summer. I think that'd be a, a good idea. That's a good idea. For, for all of our listeners who um, might not know or might have forgotten, just like myself, what is the release date now? Because I've heard so many, I'm not hmm. sure what the actual release is now. Uh, so it's it, it's it makes sense that you wouldn't know it because it had changed over and over and over for months and months and months. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, one second. I just realized that I took this uh, headphone out and that's how they hear me on the app. <laughs> Whoops. Sorry, Tim. Um, so... Yeah, the date the date changed over and over and over for a year, and we only just settled on it in January of this year. We just finally decided what the final uh, release date is going to be. I I can't announce it on this show, but I can tell you that it's this summer finally, and it's um in March, March twelfth. Yeah. There's uh, the final single, the third single from the album that we're going to release with a, another video, and that will come out with the album release date, finally. Okay. So we can say it, and if you can wait till mid-March, we'll say it. I mean, I'll tell you off air, but on here, I, I shouldn't say just yet. It'll come out with the single. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm very curious and looking forward to, to that. Um... Yeah, so yeah, that is your new video with the choir from St. Lucas Church in Munich. Um, yeah, well, we're going to put a link. We'll put a link for it in the description of this yes. show. And um, I did send you a little clip. Um, I don't know if you want to... I know that we're live with Tim, but I don't know if you want to set a marker so that we can play the clip here, unless you want to do that at the end. We can do that. Okay, let me do a little setup. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing a clip from the brand new Jordan Prince song, Daily Bread featuring the Lost and Found Choir of Munich. Yeah, see, I love that. I love how big and full the choir makes it sound, and Tim's mixing sounds so even. And um, yeah, the link is in the description. If you haven't seen it, uh, the link is here, or it's on my Instagram, or it's it's just on YouTube. Jordan Prince Daily Bread. It's brand new. Just came out uh, on the second. So go check it out. Share it with your friends if you like it. And it's fa it's a very family friendly video. It's just a nice, <laughs> good, wholesome ballad song with some beautiful young people singing on it. So I'm very happy with it. And I got some really nice feedback yesterday when we dropped it. Um, 
You know, it's interesting. I didn't expect this, but when we released the last single, I Wish I Hadn't Got Stoned, the immediate response from um, like bands and friends and people that I knew um, wasn't exactly what I expected because I, I was pushing that this was going to be a really like fresh, hip, sort of strange, interesting song that people would latch onto. Mm-hmm. And it didn't by any means fail or something, but it didn't return what I thought it would, not in terms of numbers, but in terms of people's personal feedback. I think perhaps a different title could have justified it better, but it was just almost too silly for people to appreciate the work that went into it, I think. Because I I think we succeeded in making it a cool, catchy song. The song is not bad. I'm happy with the song. But I didn't get this kind of personal response of like, wow, this is so cool um, in certain groups that I expected that from. And with this video, I didn't expect those things to come and they did like tenfold. You know what That's I mean? That's cool. It's kind of weird, right? Like, yeah. it's great. It's great. And I'm really happy for it. But I expected the opposite. I thought a, a really interesting animated video like this with such a wild song would get that this kind of immediate feedback of like wow this is so cool but instead it happened for this one which is obviously still a lot of work and very beautiful and i'm very proud but a a much simpler idea just a live singing video and man that feedback that feedback came out um like really really quick from people and so wholesome and i wonder if that's related to the fact that everyone's under this cold depressive corona pressure you know and maybe people are just a bit more saddened and feeling cooped up and forgetting what life was like a little bit before this and maybe seeing a video where people are all crowded together and singing aloud together brings a sense of kind of warmth and community and gives them some sort of joy that they forgot about i don't know but that was the impression i got and so i'm really thankful for that yeah, and I mean, for for I wish I hadn't got stoned. Still, this is more of the one of the more trailblazing uh, experiments that you have on this on the album regarding something people wouldn't expect uh, a Jordan Prince song or a Jordan Prince sound after right. what they might have heard what you already released before and probably have seen the show or whatever. Yeah. Um plus I think this I'm, I don't, I don't know what it is but these things with choirs and a lot of reverb and a lot of voices always tend to catch people. Mhm. Um the harmonies, man, there's something yeah. about people singing in harmony that just no. touches people. I mean, I remember being in the studio and we um, recorded this song smiling yeah. and whenever we heard these layers of harmonies from Cosma the girl that sang with us I was just shaken you know I was just shook uh, no. goosebumps on goosebumps on goosebumps I mean and there's something to that that I don't know if it just scratches some existential itch or something like that yeah and I think um, the single before I wish I hadn't got stoned is Regarding the feedback, is probably more of a live song. 
I mean, we have maybe gotten great f- have gotten great feedback after we we performed it already because a f- few of the songs that will be on the album we have already played live when that was still a thing mm-hmm. <laughs> a little while ago, um, <laughs> and um, Daily Bread is also obviously a live song since it's kind of your your hymn now your right. Jordan Prince anthem, um, <laughs> but still, I mean. <laughs> I don't want this to sound any form of, of disrespectful, but I I feel like I wish I hadn't got stoned. It's more like it, it's a short song. It's something different, something new, but um, still something very poppy. I feel it's like more of a a filler. <laughs> but I, I get that. There's not meant disrespectful. That works great live after, I don't know, you've had a slower song, maybe a mm. more laid back song, simpler setup, like, I don't know, smiling, etc., and then you want you want your 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 set to give a little twist, and you you play. Um, I wish I hadn't got stoned live. Mm-hmm. Guess brings the perfect energy to 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 to, to catch a crowd, etc. Right. And um, daily bread. But, but you always end with daily bread. It's it's the, yeah. in the the big finale kind of exactly. So this is also a great live song, but I I think it is still a. Um, it's more personal. It's just exactly. it's more it's a real it's a very real personal yeah. storytelling kind of song. You know, like there's uh what's there's a there's a Bob Dylan song called Idiot Wind. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's kind of the same idea where it's kind of funny text and it's kind of catchy, but when I think of like my all-time favorite Bob Dylan songs, I don't think of Idiot Wind. It's no. just a kind of a silly funny song like, "Oh, you don't know this song? You should check it out." But, no. you know, when you go to bed at night and you're like, what song would I be stuck with on a desert island? I wouldn't choose that. And I think Stoned is kind of that same idea where it's it's funny, it's catchy, and it was very, it, it got great circulation on the radio. It was just a good poppy little easy two and a half minute song, three minute song. But for, I think Daily Bread, you know, the storytelling in it, I think people can sense that it's really true and personal, even if they don't get all the lyrics. You know, and in Stoned, who would even listen to those lyrics? It's 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 all in the title. It's just a no. joke. You know, who, the cats are staring at me. You know, but with this song, I broke down last night each verse to a friend of mine who's from Atlanta. He had just watched the video and he he wanted to know more about it. And when I was breaking down what each verse represents, then that's when it really struck me that this is this is maybe one of my most personal songs I've ever written. No. You know, the first one is about uh, touring. The second one is about struggling with the German language. The third verse is about my car accident when I was in high school and how I almost died. And then the third and the next verse is about um, just this general sensation of feeling feeling like you don't fit in. You know, and just this this isolation and this insecurity and this doubt and wondering what it would have been like if you if you know like there's that there's that line that's stuck within my mind again i wonder how things would have been if i would have rolled that car a few more times yeah and for me that i i'm really proud of that and i i think it's first off a nice rhythmic way but also just a very personal way to get that feeling out in the moment and i don't think i've written something that really 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 personal since maybe parade or woman, woman's very personal, but but parade also is just so like the rea- It's like just shoving a harsh reality in someone's face with a sweet melody, 
Yeah. And I think Daily Bread does the same thing. It's just like calling out to the world and saying that this feeling is so heavy. This, you know, I don't know, like the clouds are piling down kind of. Yeah. And, and uh, what I also think of on maybe how the, the, the feedback you got turned out, what also makes a big difference, I think, is, um, and I can refer to your, your Portuguese TV show episode there and also to something that Tim said, like um like uh repetition is a big part for uh or or makes a big part for for earworms and maybe for for songs you remember and enjoy listening and um and daily bread has that it's this huge chorus um it repeats over and over again which is great mm-hmm. and with with stone i feel like because it, when you showed it to me for the first time before we practiced it i thought like Okay, this is great. This is something new. I really love this, but it's kind of packed, and it's totally yeah. fine. It, it doesn't have it's to short be and anymore. Like, but it's right. packed. It's so many great ideas packed into. And how long is it? Two, two four and a half, weeks? three, yeah, something like that. Um, and I guess if you really have wanted to, you could also have made a more, a more like poppy, rep- repetitive song out of it. But there are so many because for. I guess for many listeners, there are many parts they could enjoy if they would, if you would offer them to them, um, like um, not that packed, like this, this, this in, in the second verse, this, right. um, this little, this little um, break with the with the guitar and bass. We've said there are so many little parts that right. happen so fast that I guess for many people's music taste. Um, it's just something that flows through for 240 and they say, oh, that's a nice little song there. Right. But it's, and it, you have it, to listen to it five times to see all the work that went into yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, Stoned is definitely my personal love letter to the band White Denim. If people don't nice. know the first two or three White Denim records, then you really have to check it out. If you like Stoned, I mean, it's just White Denim is this extremely unique, progressive uh, rock band from Austin, Texas. And I've I've seen them live like five times and every time I go see them, they, the singer James knows me by name now because I've <laughs> literally stalked them for like eight years or nine years now. So. <laughs> um, but I'm a huge fan and that's my love letter to them. And that's, I mean, the biggest compliment I got about that song was my friend Ben uh, from Regensburg. We saw White Denim together when they played in Munich a couple of years ago and he wrote me a message and said, oh man. I love that slapback echo you did on your voice. That's just like white denim. And I was like, <laughs> yes, I did it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think it's so interesting that you bring up uh, uh, Tim's section of this earworm episode that I did for that TV show because I just talked about this exact same thing yesterday. There's a colleague of yours at M94.5 named uh, Gabriel. Mm-hmm. And when I was, I was, um, for those who don't know, I was, I was at a meeting there yesterday and I was talking to some colleagues of Mo's and they told me that there's uh, someone working there named Gabriel who's doing a story for the station about why earworms exist. And they had my, my, cause I had sent you the link for this TV show. They had the link, they had seen it. And so they recommended it to him. And then he wrote me on Instagram and said, Hey Jordan, I came across your Portuguese TV show about earworms. Um, I really like your research and how you dealt with thinking about it. Could I call you? And so, dude, yesterday when I left the station, I came home and had a Zoom with Gabriel about this TV show. It was just Funny. yesterday. And we talked about um, 
basically he he was really really smart like very very technical thinking about um about music and theory and approaching if like major tonics and semitones and all this technical stuff has anything to do with it and i almost felt like i was disappointing him because that's not the angle that i came from at all but um you had essentially i wanted to say that because you had brought up the point that tim's section of that show this is a very uh tim positive episode <laughs> but the um the section of, of of tim in that show his his earworm song i was telling gabriel yesterday that basically that was the climax of the whole point that i was trying to make and i think that tim's um song there's no bad or good in this it's just experimentation but i think tim tim's song is just the most earwormy it just is the right method la, for doing it. La, la, la. It's still Dude, stuck in my head. I don't even know if I told you guys, but um, when I have a song stuck in my head that I don't like, if I remember to do it, I can do the la, 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 la. And it actually deletes it. It actually works as like, a, <laughs> as like the pill, you know, like the replacement, yeah. the antidote. But I just talked about, yeah, Tim's song and the Earworm Show just yesterday. So that's a funny coincidence. Funny, funny, um, but we talked a lot about um, the artsy-fartsy part now. Let's get to the, the immigration uh, topics, because you brought up one, when we chatted earlier, one um, pretty interesting point you had discussed with your wife about um, a certain, I don't think I have r really got it by now, a certain uh, level of Connection and distance. Of, of connection and um, to... Maybe that's not the right... Maybe that's not the right terminology to use. Okay. But but I'll explain it. So, so this actually connects also to something I wanted to promote on this episode, which is... I'll just start with that promo, which is that I am now going to be hosting a regular Sunday English program on Ego FM. Whoop, whoop. Yes. Starting, if you guys are listening to it on the 4th of February, then this coming Sunday, the 7th, is the very first episode. They're going to start promoting it, I think, tomorrow. Maybe there's going to be something already um, by the time this comes out. But um, I've been having meetings with Ego, and we've I did some, some test hours for them. I did some interviews with them. And now, officially, everything's registered. There's a contract, and I'm doing my first three-hour radio show Now it's going to be every Sunday. It's called American Sunday from 10 to 1. So if you're around on Sunday, make sure to tune in. And I think you can listen to it also after if you miss it. But um, anyway, I was talking, I was talking with Ify about um, this feeling I had yesterday when I, I had been working on some things for Ego at home. And then later in the day, the Daily Bread video came out. So then I had a, a Zoom call with the whole choir. Mm -hmm. And as I was talking to the choir, the video played and we had a nice chat. And then we caught up about everything that's been going on during Corona. And then we were catching up about our personal lives at the end. And I told them, oh, hey, guys, just before, you know, I say bye, I just want to let you know um, if you're around this Sunday, I'm doing my very first show on Ego FM. And they all got this huge look in their eyes, you know, like, wow, that's that's great news. That's so cool. And and my first thought was was like, oh, maybe this is a bigger deal than I think. 
Because <laughs> to me, I'm very happy to do this. And yeah. I know that ego is a big station. I know it is. But and for first some of all, reason, it is a big move for a, for a German radio station on a, such a prominent um, spot in the week, like on a Sunday, um, having a show in English language. Right. It's all progressive and there's nothing to be like, there's nothing to not be surprised and shocked about. Like it is really cool. And it's really rare. Like I'm so thankful to be in that position. Like that's not, that's definitely not the angle that I'm coming from. But you know, when they had this reaction, it kind of sat in me like, Oh, maybe this is a bigger deal than, than I think like, maybe this is like, I'm really happy to do it, but for me, it just feels like a cool job as opposed to something bigger than that. feels like, yeah. this is a really cool thing. This is nice. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I'm saying this right, but basically, as an immigrant, as I've lived here in Munich for so long, there are certain, I think there are certain institutions within Germany that most people, most normal Germans would they would view it as a large step somehow. For example, like getting into the, into the Süddeutsche Zeitung, right? To Germans, to people who grow up with it, this is an enormous newspaper with a huge outreach. And it's like a staple of society, like for me would be like the New York Times, right? Mm -hmm. It's like a huge paper with millions of readers. But for someone like me, who doesn't have that association, of it being a huge outlet. The way that I view it when I see the Süddeutsche Zeitung in the, in the newspaper stands, or even when I was in it, I mean, I was in it four times. Even those times, it just feels like a, um, like a local paper. You know, like the, like, the Corinth, like the Corinthian newspaper from my hometown or something. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and it's not to shit on the establishment. It is a big deal and it is a beautiful thing and it's really great to be in it. I'm so thankful and everything's cool. But my brain doesn't think, wow, oh my God, I'm in this huge newspaper. My brain goes, oh, cool. I'm like, I'm in this paper, you know, because yeah. I didn't grow up. Does that make sense? Am I making sense? You, uh, it, it's making total sense. And I want to add something to that because okay. um, I think this um, re reception of um, okay, this is a huge radio station. This is probably, I don't know, uh, a super famous artist or uh, a newspaper or whatever. Um, also, at least that's what, what I realize as someone who, who is German, lives in Germany and grew up also with this kind of thinking like, okay, I don't know, Bayerischer Rundfunk is a big deal. People who work there right. must be the best in, in, in Germany or Süddeutsche Zeitung or et cetera, et cetera. And this perception for, 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 for me also um, changed when I started working in media. Um, and you see more, um, you see different, you see it from different angles. Um, right. So I can, I can totally under, understand that. And, and also, um, I mean, what I find funny is like, I know a lot of people and friends of mine who have gotten new jobs at, I don't know, EGFM or other huge radio stations or TV stations or whatever, and also think, hey, that's that's awesome. That's super nice for them. Um, they're going to reach so many people. And at the end of the day, um, I realize, okay, 
they're probably doing this, but I, <laughs> I never, I never listen to their show or something. That's because mm. there, there is such a, a, a huge, um, like media market that um, right. you, you could work for the biggest station and have your show there or um, make films for, for for a huge company. And many people won't um, realize that it, it, it is a big thing or even see or hear it at all. Yeah, I mean, that's... I- I see your point, but I th- I think maybe I think maybe my point didn't come across like I mean it exactly. Like I, I think I also got got what you mean. Like you you don't you didn't grew up with this tradition of um this is a huge thing. Yeah, and like so, this concept, like yeah. growing up with it and seeing it in your parents' kitchen your whole life and yeah. thinking like, wow, you know, when when you grow up in America and you want to be in entertainment, since the time that you were a baby, your big thing is, oh wow. I can't wait one day to be on Saturday Night Live. Look at this yeah. institution of yeah. American entertainment, you know? And then imagine one day you're on it, you're like, oh my God, you're sweating, you're crying, like, I'm, I'm yeah. on Saturday Night Live. And that should, like, for kids who grow up and want to be in journalism, for example, and they look at Süddeutsche Zeitung or Bayerischer Rundfunk their whole lives, or other stations outside no. of the area, um, then probably once they get an opportunity to be like a, a, a like a head, like the editor no. in chief at Sudowchitsatsu, that would be like a huge, huge honor and accomplishment, no. right? But I so the argument basically basically is that I see some things not as big as they probably are. Yeah. And the point that I'm trying to make, which I think is a cool conversation, is that sometimes that's good and sometimes that's very bad. So the times when it's good probably is when it's for things like this. When I got interviewed for this newspaper or when it was on like Pulse or when the song plays on like FM Fia or Bayan Rai or when I have my own show on Ego. These are all things I'm very thankful for and very proud of. And I can see that they're cool, but it's not scary to me if I don't get it. Yeah. I, w- I want it, but for me, it's not this like, wow, you're playing on KEXP Seattle or yeah. like, wow, you know, you're on whatever, a huge, like, sway in the morning or something, like this huge established, like, Joe Rogan or whatever, you know? It's something to me different. It's like, oh, that's a nice thing. That's a cool station. But it's, for me, not a, not a institution that has developed with me as a kid of something I'm achieving for. It's just something I'm very grateful for if it happens. And then when it's, when it's bad, it's prob- probably more associated with if there's things that I must do in Germany, like if I must deal with, for example, the Finanzamt, or if I must deal with, uh, I don't know, my health insurance. I mean, the paperwork can be overwhelming, but to me, it's still, these things seem like small, small, like two-story buildings with like 15 people who just, like in like in the television show, The Office, just like a handful of people, <laughs> and they kind of just push some paper and deal with phone calls from, I don't know, 50 people a day or something. Yeah. But in reality, these are humongous million-dollar institutions that deal with the entire country and deal with thousands of cases every day. And <laughs> I don't, I have trouble seeing my paperwork or my bills and stuff that come to me in German and seeing them with the same sort of relevance or importance that I would if I saw this, you know, red letter of, you must pay this bill or whatever in, you know, bold English, like I would from home. No. And so, you know what I mean? Like, I hope this is coming across right. Yeah. 
that there's just this disassociation sometimes from things that I don't, that I haven't grown up with. And I, I'm sure, or I can assume that that is at least mildly, mildly common with some other immigrants who go to a place and like, I don't know, there are some things here that I'm really, really connecting with. Like now more than ever, I'm connecting way more with German media because now I'm a part of it. No. We've been doing this show for over a year, and now I'm doing more things with, uh, at par- you know, in part of the workload at your station. So I feel more connected to this German media and this like student world and this this interest in it. And then, of course, having a show at Ego FM. Now I feel like okay, there's some responsibility to do my best work to entertain and also maybe I don't know tell stories as an immigrant, like to represent Americans in Germany. So those things are really important to me. And of course, the music world is very important to me. But still, maybe I have this disconnect from like, wow, do you see this statue? You know, this statue is from, you know, I don't know, 1301. And it's uh, this grand warrior from the European, you, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, you know, it's like in my head, it's no. this disconnect. And it's, it's, na- it's naive, I know. And it, it might also be specific to Americans could be but I think that's an interesting thing of just this disassociation from some things and this deep connection with others instead of having it all I don't know flow together like it would but what what is what is negative about about this for you oh well like I said maybe not taking um maybe not taking the unfun things as serious as I should you know like dealing with Dealing with the bureaucratic part, I mean, it's, it annoys me and it does stress me. Of course, I have to do it. But then when someone tells me what something means or when I think about, you know, maybe not just, maybe not being as afraid or, and that's the wrong word, but maybe, you know. Because the way I see it. It's hard to say. The, the way I see it is um, I don't see anything bad with that as long as you're not being disrespectful um, to people because you don't take them serious. But regarding right. institutions, as long as you, I don't know, you, you have no serious trouble, trouble with institutions as far as I know. <laughs> no, um, no, not I, at I, all. I, I, I don't see anything bad with that. And especially regarding um, working in media, I think it's something very, very positive because I see so many young, like, let's focus on, jo- on journalism, so many young journalists that get to that point where, I don't know, the, the job they always dream- dreamed of, they get that, like writing for Süddeutsche Zeitung, <clears throat> hosting for a huge radio station, or, I don't know, making making films for, for Bayerische Rundfunk or whatever. Um, and these people tend to um, to feel a a duty to fulfill certain expectations or traditions they know from these um, institutions, and then that's, that's mm-hmm. something that I find super annoying. Like I see so many authors, like Etsu Deutsche Zeitung, for example, that write articles with the vocabulary of a seventy-year-old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just because they 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 think they they might need to impress their their more established colleagues or whatever, right, right. And I mean, media is for people basically. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't see anything bad with that if you if you don't have that 
that that that view on it and i and i hate people that um <laughs> or basically i hate i hate no one but i hate it when people um um build an authority from the the institution they work for etc you know what i mean what do you mean by that last part like um i hate it when 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 people make you feel okay you have to you you really have to um take them more serious than other probably because they are writing for this house oh, okay yeah like um this kind of <laughs> this might be just a a thing of an anti-establishment uh <laughs> way of thinking of mine but <laughs> but especially in media i think i it it slows down um progressive movements and probably new ideas that are definitely needed like you see what 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 happens to to to, to media systems all over the world every day like today mm -hmm. we we we're, we're recording and also um like streaming this live to clubhouse etc there are so many influencers that need media institutions to to adapt or they will fall off at some point like like you said millions of people read this this is not the, the case anymore i just looked like they they sell around 320,000 newspapers obviously there are way more um uh, users that 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 um that read articles online etc but with right. houses that that always stick stick to these traditions and we are a big institution because of our history etc tend to, to fall off at some at some point and so i mm. <clears throat> i so your own disassociation comes less from an immigrated standpoint but more from uh, a, a new generation sort of yeah. seeing the lack of progression in these older yeah. older institutions and and from 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 from, th from that point i really don't see anything bad with you being just being from another another background and probably not having this form of in quotation marks respect for certain institutions because i don't think you ne you need to have that right but i i do want to be careful with that word respect because it's not as if it's not as if i have any disrespect for any of the radio stations or no. newspapers or whatever that have helped expose anything i've done with music but i just mean this sort of naturally intuitive i don't know admiration like this you know i never saw those things as goals growing up yeah cuz i never thought that i would be here you know my my in terms of my whole life i've only been in germany for like 2% of it <laughs> so to 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 know these stations and these newspapers and stuff um to some people who have always grown up here they're going to be like like don't you understand that this is a huge thing and my brain just can't connect those dots it's yeah. just appreciative and just thankful and happy to do the best that I possibly can and not not screw it up because I want it. I, I do want those things. But to but I'm I'm not I'm not gonna lose sleep at night if if something here um if you know if if I had applied for one of these jobs or one of these papers or these stations and they said no, as hundreds of them are they do. No. Then I'm not. I'm still not going to lose sleep and think like I can't believe I missed my dream. You know, my dream spot or something. You know. Yeah, and I also don't want to be misunderstood here. It's not like that. I don't have respect for like those big institutions, and I, mm -hmm. um, 
I also like Süddeutsche Zeitung for another time for an ex as an example. I read it every day, and every day I I read articles where I think, okay, there there are people writing there that really are top of the pops pros and have great ideas and are great writers, etc. And mm -hmm. um, I I can I can learn from that as a as a as a young journalist, etc. So, so, like I have this right. I have this big respect for for what these institutions do. But I, I don't feel a need for for um, for respect for an institution just because it is an institution. R right, that's a great way to put it. Not a respect for an institution simply because it exists. No. But for what the output is, what they say, what they do. No. And I think it's interesting that we both have a similar perspective on that, but for completely different reasons. To approach it from an immigrant's perspective, just to have that, you know, that natural disassociation from foreign institutions because you... I didn't study what German newspapers were going to be like, you know, and say, and then you having a similar perspective because you're coming from a younger generation that wants to see, of course, change. They want to see like, what are you talking about and what are you putting out? Um, I Since we're talking about media, we don't have to talk about this too much if you don't want to, but I would love for people who aren't from Germany who listen to this show, I would love, since you know more about it than I do for sure, um, if we could just talk about a little bit what happened, uh, I think, three nights ago on German television where these five uh, white, rich hosts were talking together on a popular program about racism. And, you know, could you just break down, like, for example, someone like my mom who doesn't know that this happened, could you just break down in a very plain way what did happen and what these people are like? Yeah, so um like it is a TV show from from WDR Westdeutscher Rundfunk like also part of the the public broadcasting system in Germany. Um and the show is called um The Let's in Instance, like the, the last, last instant. The last instance, yeah. <laughs> um and the whole idea is to 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 pick kind of I would say spicy topics um and um discuss them with with a bunch of people and um this has gone <laughs> or this has turned very bad since um they touch on a topic such as racism um or um discrimination against Sinti and Roma etc like many discriminations form and only having people that are clearly not um have ever experienced this form of discrimination in their lives um discuss, discuss about like um like terms that people should use or not use because they probably are racist etc um and that so has the, gone so these are so these are really wealthy famous privileged people yeah. talking about a real world problem with no perspective no experience and without bringing any for example, underprivileged or colored guest from any other country or even from Germany to talk about it, right? Like just giving opinions from <laughs> unjustifiably, right? Is this kind of what happened? Yeah. And um, it was a lot about um, terminology, like different terms that are part of, I don't know, everyday's life because they're used for products or I don't know, in, 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 in conversations, etc. And um 
this has gone, yeah, seriously wrong. Like if you, you only have. Are they pers- making fun of? Were they making fun of like more of a, like this more liberal perspective on like gender genderless terms, things like that? Or yeah, but it was more like more like terms like um, that might be um, a harsh comparison, but of terms like probably the n-word etc in other variations and regarding other groups that are discriminated but like um term terms that we know that they really are offending and should not be used anymore and um those terms being discussed by the perspective that says yeah like regarding traditions um like we use these terms out of tradition why should we why should we stop using them and then oh, okay. many, I, I didn't see the whole thing, or I, I saw the whole thing, but a while ago, because um, what I find is interesting about it at all is, um, and we talked about it before, of Mike, that um, the shitstorm about this comes now, because this has been, like when it aired last week, this has been a, a rebroadcast of a show that was aired for the first time, like a few weeks earlier. Um, oh, it played weeks ago, and then they replayed it a few nights ago, and now it has the backlash. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's crazy that they would. What well, one? Do you know why they replayed it? And two, do you know why it only has backlash now? Sadly, no. Um, <laughs> if you okay. would have given me uh, an hour or two for for preparation, I, I could tell you more about. Sorry, this. It, it just came to mind. Yeah, easy, easy. Um, and probably we can we can um we can touch on it again next week. Um. And I can do some research, but but yeah, um, <sighs> this has gone compl- completely wrong. And they were like, um, I know one scene I really remember is um, this. I would call her Karen. <laughs> I I don't even remember her name. Um, she's a German actress, and um, she was basically saying like, yeah, what what does anyone want to tell me about pre this pre Judas's and um and discrimination like and i'm a blonde woman yeah. with big boobs and regarding and even it's it is on so many levels things have gone wrong there from a from a from a um tv maker's point of view as she says that even i know if you've re- realized that even the camera zooms out so that her her boobs are <laughs> in the picture it's on so many levels, things have gone wrong, wrong at this show. So n- none of the producers, none of the showrunner, supervisors, no one said, "Guys, we have to cut this out." This is we like let, let's stop, let's stop. No, no one. Ooh, that looks really bad for just about everybody, doesn't it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it does. And the thing That's is, crazy. like, like, um, what was she even trying to say? What is that? What is her point even there? Her point basically. That was as far as I remember it that that people should not be should not um feel uh offended so in quotations so marks easily, easily. Okay. like she's a blonde woman with big boobs so she knows how to deal with um discrimination that was basically her point oh my god that's yeah. so naive man that's really backwards um and yeah, okay. but you could connect that um, with the point we had before. Like, I have an issue with with uh, traditions in German media. Like, when you look at um, who kind of 
owns and who um, controls in terms of um, is sitting in leading positions like in boards of, of big media companies, etc., um, are mostly old white men that are in charge of what is being aired on television, what is written in newspapers, etc., etc. Right. Um, yeah, and I, I think that's nothing new. People just just see it more because many discussions we had and many, like, because of the, your German f- favorite word, to put it right here, because of the zeitgeist, and, pe- <laughs> and more people tend to, which is a good thing, tend to think more about um, discrimination. Right. Of, ma- of many different forms. Um, it just starts to show that this might be an issue and that this does not represent our society as it is, that these media institutions are controlled by old white men. Like one tweet I saw after this uh, thing about this TV show we just talked about was um, a tweet, just a picture of the, they call it Rundfunkrat. That's probably too too much to explain right now how, how, how this is formed, but you could imagine it like the board of of VDR, like the the people that um yeah that are responsible for for big decisions etc and like in this picture there are even more um men with bald heads than women to start from from there you know what you know what i mean like in this in this board there are even more old men without <laughs> hair then, well, doesn't that make sense, though, that there's more bald men than bald women? <laughs> no, no, more bald men than women at all, obviously. Oh, oh, oh. That's the oh, point. <laughs> I was like, of course there's more bald men than bald women. I hope. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so they're like, there's more of even that type of man yeah, than exactly. there is That's what I, want, what I want to I say. See. Yeah. Oh, okay, I see. And then you could move on to, okay, why are there only <laughs> such old people? Why are there only only um, such old white people, and so on and so on? Like on I so see. many levels, this um, should not represent our society anymore. You know, and a lot of things I hear this from from different people that there's there's kind of an an understood belief in some regards that Germany is uh, ten years behind America, like maybe ten years behind the music trends, maybe sometimes ten years behind um, entertainment, film, television trends. Do you think that they're also 10 years behind or less or more in terms of political correctness or more like progressive, like, you know, getting with the terminology or things like that? Mm, I, th- I don't think that fits here regarding okay. like um, progresses in, within society. So that like that you could say, okay, there are so many years behind. Like just look at the US, what happens there? <laughs> and there are still it's just it's just another um um how do you call it? Like um pro- pro- another proportional thing, I would say. Like regarding I don't know how how um people of color are represented in in um in public um roles like or in in media in politics etc maybe to take that that as an example i think germany is obviously kind of behind because um 
um, another another background and history of um, of how many people of color even live in this country and what the the, the background is, how they how they got there, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like we talked about this before. Like <laughs> Americans brought black people to America to treat them like shit. Europeans went to Africa to treat black people like sh like shit. There is a <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. I think so. Those those discussions God. started started later. I, I guess just because of many people, and this sounds weird, but many people I think don't, didn't see the the need to touch on 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 such topics for 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 a long time. Like there is no Black History Month in Germany. You know what I mean? Right. 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 <clears throat> yeah. yeah it's crazy man i i was just yeah i just wanted to ask what really was going on there because i remember i mean the backlash is obviously very huge and i wasn't totally up to date with what really happened and it just yeah it's it's a little it's disappointing to see that sort of rhetoric i mean it's not surprising but it's a little it's disappointing to see that rhetoric on public television here because i I see it, you know, obviously since the insurrection at the Capitol and things like that in America, there's a big division there and there's a lot of people kind of taking steps backward in terms of no. social thinking and public decency. And it's um, I, I, it's embarrassing for Germany to, to have that sort of a, a program come out like that at all, you know? It surely is. And the, 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 what is even worse is it's not like this has been um um like an absolute um exception like sadly there are even more shows like there's this one show called hard up affair um and basically i don't i don't watch it regularly because i i don't want to but uh, like when when i do sometimes like every show i feel like okay this is just this is no nothing more than a um, than a approach to spread more of old white man's view on the world for people like just an attempt to to spread this one old white conservative position <laughs> um, within people mm -hmm. and and yeah the thing is the thing is you gotta see Germany is a pretty conservative state to the day and what what right wing people uh, do best these days is to to kind of uh, build this uh this phantom of a of a left just like you have in America of a leftist um 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 formation of um like opinion that is or or public opinion is ruled by 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 leftists which right. is just bullshit like this 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 country has been has been basically reigned like by conservative people for um yeah without tiny exception that you could argue about like for more than than 20 to 30 years now and yeah. these people don't care about about many topics and 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 so many people, just like I said, didn't feel the need to touch on topics like like discrimination of other people. The only topic or the only form of discrimination that probably um, has been talked about more 
um, is like discrimination of women. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, and even there, we are not that far. Like 20 years ago, there has been um, a debate within the parliament whether, or let it be 25 years ago, about whether rape within a marriage should be a crime or not. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I think we, yeah, we talked about, about that, that before. That's so wild, man. Yeah. Yeah. So. Long way to go. Long way to go. Uh, and I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to end the show on, on such a sour note, but I do have to, I do have to go. So I want to say, um, oh, first I want to say thank you so much to Tim, who I see is still with us on Clubhouse. Thank you so much for uh, speaking with us today about the recording experience and your opinion and perspective. And we do want to get you on for a, for a proper episode closer to the album release. And and i want to say thanks to everybody who who uh joined us today today on clubhouse it's really cool to try this live show out for the first time maybe we can keep it up um we'll try and get some feedback on it if there's things that you think we can improve on um feel and free i mean to for the people up. still listening on clubhouse if you um have an interest uh, in uh chatting for a few more minutes i would still have a little time for you guys because i'm really interested if um, this could be something we do more often if there's, yeah, like you said, things we could do better or maybe yeah, concepts that we could think about whatsoever. Or if you have a take on uh, these many different topics we touched in uh, today's episode. Absolutely. Um, so like we said at the beginning, there's the, the link for this new video, Daily Bread, will be in the description that comes out uh, when this episode airs tomorrow. And you heard the clip earlier in the episode and right. The usual end of the show, um, garble. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you like today's episode, please go to iTunes and give us a rating or a review. It really helps new listeners find us way more than you would think. It really, really puts us up there for people to, to discover us. So, um, please go on there and do that. If you like the show, if you want to financially support us for um, new gear or trying new things out like this, you can go to patreon.com slash jordanprince. And for as low as $3 a month, you can put forward some money to getting new equipment or trying new things out or even just a pizza night between me and Mo. And uh, you can follow us or write us on Instagram at artsyfartsyimmigrants. We have a channel there. If you or someone you know is an artsyfartsyimmigrant, you can DM us on there. Or Mo. What can they do? You could also send us an email to podcast at m945.de and to probably tease people a little bit for next week. Next week, we will bring back an artsy-fartsy guest. That's right. First one of 2021. We have a fantastic guest coming in for next week's episode. So come back. Maybe we can do a live one for that as well, if we can get her set up for it. And I'm really looking forward to that, having finally a fresh guest. We have a whole new list of guests lined up for this year, so I'm really excited. Cool. Um, All right, guys, uh, on Clubhouse, just hang out for a minute if you want. Otherwise, everyone listening to the show the normal way, thank you so much for listening. We love you, and we'll see you next week with a guest. Bye-bye. Artsy Farsi Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Batscheider. 
produziert für M94.5. Thank you.